feeling like the hole is bigger than I could ever climb myself out of. What happened? I should have stayed at my job. I should have never asked the girl out. I should have trained smarter. I shouldn't have ever done this podcast. Why are you doing this? This is stupid. Go back to the life you were living and everything will be okay. I felt like a failure. In today's episode, you'll hear the first format of me actually uh, opening up about some things that I'm struggling with, things I'm doing well, or things that are really on my heart and mind that I really feel led to talk about. The real reason behind why I started the No More Zero Days podcast is A, so that you would learn from some amazing people um, that I have the privilege of getting to know and support and, and encourage along the way in my life, but also that I would be willing to be transparent and um, and really share my struggles. And it, and it comes from a root of transparency and a willingness to be authentic and, and ultimately my faith and my courage and uh, being able to stand up, if you will, um, in, in the social media space and say, hey, I'm not doing good or hey, I'm doing great. Um, but it's a willingness to talk about these things because really my main goal is for us to be able to say, hey, I'm not okay. And it's okay to say that because I think that there's a real opportunity out um, in our world today to have those types of conversations. And I know that we are all struggling with a lot of things, um, obviously myself included, as you will listen to this podcast every week. But it's to let you know that you're not alone. I'm not here to solve your problems. I'm not a, um, uh, a uh, counselor by any means. I'm, I'm not a, a professional doctor and I can't help you with these things. And I, and I don't have all the answers to your questions. But what I do have is my life experience. I want to help you just take that next step, that one more step towards getting out of that zero day mentality, whether it's about your business, um, it's about your, your goal life, or it's really about how you approach even your experience with what's going to happen to me when I die? Where am I going for eternity? Is there more than eternity? So I want to get into today's episode. It's, it's really important to me for us to talk about. It really hits close to home, and I hope you enjoy it. So for today's episode, I want to talk about the feelings of inadequacy. Um, and unfortunately, this is top of mind for me. Um, this is something that I've been honestly struggling with more in the past, we'll call it four weeks. Um, it could have been five, but I think it's about four weeks than I ever have in my entire life. And it's not a really a fun topic to talk about. And it's not something that I'm really excited about to admit, but again, my commitment to why I started this podcast isn't for you to look at me and say, oh, wow, look how cool and look at all these cool friends he has or people he gets to interview, but it's to truly try to be helpful to you in some way and honoring that you're giving me you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes of your life and I hope that I can provide value to you in some way. And again, I don't feel like I have all the answers. I honestly, um, funny enough to this topic, I do not feel adequate to be able to sit here and say like I can solve any of your problems. But what I can do is I can share from my life experiences and things I've gone through. So um, my experience with inadequacy, again, started about four weeks ago. Um, it was something that I didn't really foresee I was getting into. And I think that that's probably, you know, one of the main reasons of why um, it hit me so hard. And, and so for me, you know, no matter where I tried to move forward in my life, whether that was 
um, you know, in a dating relationship, whether that was in my personal finance, whether that was in my personal fitness, whether that was in my, my spiritual walk with God, or even if it was something like, you know, starting this podcast, it was just like everything that I said, okay, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to, you know, ask the girl on the date. I'm going to um, go after this client. I'm going to launch this podcast. Every single time I would try to move it forward and, and go towards this thing or this goal that I was so excited to to start, I was met with this massive, unmovable challenge or object that just left me trapped. And so I I really wanted to talk about a little bit about this today and and, and hope that you can relate to this and, and hopefully um, share with you uh, a four or five things that I really realized led me to that place. So if you are not feeling inadequate today or maybe you're feeling very inadequate or you know, you're starting to feel symptoms of I feel a little off, hopefully I can um, help you realize that you are not alone and hopefully I can be of some help to moving you out of this feeling. So again, when we look at the definition of what does it mean to feel inadequate or not even really feeling inadequate, but what is Webster's Dictionary says is not enough or good enough. And if you type it in your Google search bar, the definition that pulls up is lacking the quality or quantity required. You are insufficient for a purpose. And I can absolutely say that I felt not good enough. I felt I didn't have a purpose. I wasn't um, feeling amazing about myself. And again, and it first started with, I, I found this person that I was super into. Um, I don't want to say I love this person because that would be um, probably way too strong of a word. But um, for me, I'm going to talk about this more in, in other episodes. But about two years ago, um, uh, a relationship ended for me that was a really um, important to me at the time. It was someone that I deeply loved, that I cared so much about, and it, and it ended unexpectedly. I mean, literally, um, I'm having a conversation with this woman, and all of a sudden, she's like, you're a terrible person, and I don't like you anymore, and look what you've done to me, and my family hates you, and all this stuff, um, and it really broke my heart. And so for the last really two years, I really said, okay, God, I'm going to commit my life to you, my worth to you. I'm going to heal from this. I'm not going to run from this broken relationship and the situation that really hurt me um, and made me feel like a really crappy person and a, a crappy man and, and, and really ultimately <laughs> led me to feel very inadequate. But instead, I said, you know, I'm going to spend these next two years and I'm going to focus on me and I'm going to see my purpose and my worth as a man and 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 heal my heart so that whenever that next person comes along, you know, whether that's a month, a year, five years from now, I'm not going to have this baggage and I'm going to be able to start off this new and next relationship that I believe you're going to bring to me, you know, on a, on a healthy standpoint and not from a standpoint of I have holes in my heart and I need you, um, woman, girl, to feel that, but rather I want to be with you and I've done the work to heal from a very unfortunate and painful situation in my life. So long story short, we're still uh, still plugging along here, and so I meet this person um, that was absolutely amazing, right? So it was kind of this dream aha, romantic moment. I definitely would call myself a, a hopeless romantic by every um, definition of that word. I get excited about relationships and meeting new people. I get excited about, hey, we're in this together. Uh, you know, we're on the same team. It's it's not me versus you, but it's me and you, and we're in this together. And, and those are all things that even for me, like, yo, like first or second, like, 
100% by the third date, if we're still going there, I've already got that. It's us against the world. Let's go. I've got your back. You've got my back. So I met this person, and she was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, loved Jesus, uh, was a, a, a great uh, career-driven woman, um, was probably the most attractive person I've probably ever seen in my life. Uh, so that that's always exciting. And um, I was like, wow, like, is, is this is this the person? Is this, is you know, could I have a serious long-term relationship with this person? And, you know, if you're anything like me, especially coming out of a, a very um, – hurtful relationship you're kind of like it's your first one back in the big game and you don't want to get hurt but you're like you know I don't want to play soft and I, I can't give a, a 50% effort because my personality I'm either 100 or I'm zero and so I'm going in and I'm like you know first day like oh, you know we're talking and things are going good you know and we're talking again the next day and the next day turns the next day and then you know inevitably you're playing the 20 questions game and then deep things are being shared and then you're you know for me like I'm falling really easy and I'm I'm like wow this person's amazing this person's saying everything that I've ever wished you know a, a significant other or a woman would say to me and it's really building me up and building up my courage and I'm like wow this is amazing and then I asked the person out on an official date and she says yes and then a few days go by and we go on the date and I think it goes amazing and then I call her the next day and I'm like hey like last night was absolutely amazing. Like, when can I take you out again? I want to move this forward. I want to get to know you more. And then she simply goes, you know, I'm actually just not that interested in you. So I was kind of left feeling like, what the heck? Like, I remember being on the phone and I couldn't breathe. I mean, like, I remember stumbling over my words like someone just asked me to say the alphabet in German and I absolutely couldn't even say the first letter. I, I don't even honestly remember what I say. I, I, you know, I think I said something like, you know, I appreciate it or, you know, I, I, I think I just hung up the phone. I mean, it was just, it was terrible for me because not only was it this disappointment of, I thought this person, you know, like walked the moon, they were, you know, God fearing, God loving, career driven literally the most attractive human being i've ever met you know uh up until that point until i meet my wife <laughs> one day but um it was like wow like that sucks like this was something i was super excited about and now uh it's over but more than that when i realized when i got off the phone all of a sudden it was this feeling of this has happened before. I remember this feeling and I hate it. And it was something that caused me a lot of pain because two years ago, unexpectedly, the person that said they loved me in a moment's notice changed their mind like that. And now here I am again. And obviously I hadn't been dating that person for multiple years. You know, I'd only gone on one day, but we'd been talking every single day for almost three weeks and I felt super close. And it was unexpected. And so here I was again with this feeling of, I'm inadequate. What did I do? What didn't I do? What did I say? What didn't I say? Is it because I don't look a certain way? Because I don't have this percent body fat? Because, you know, I don't know. All these feelings of like, I feel unwanted because this person just said, like, I don't want you. Like, they didn't say those words, but that's, that is the reality of, like, I don't want to go on another date with you. I'm not interested in you. 
I don't I don't want you the way you want me. And so that was really the first feeling of inadequacy that I felt in so long. And it really cut me really deep. And then we get to, okay, so uh, I guess backing up from that, but it was something I've been battling was, so this year in 2019, I had a goal of I was going to compete in a um, half Ironman race, which is a triathlon, which you swim, you bike, and you run, because about 60 pounds ago, (laughs) and about 10 to 11 years ago, I was extremely fit. I could run a very fast sub five minute mile. Uh, You know, I was running. I actually had an offer uh, for a D3 school uh, in college to run. And so I always had this runner's mentality. I love cardio, which I know that's like fighting words for so many people today. Of Like, you're a psychopath. No wonder she didn't want you. You like cardio. But it was something that I really... I always kind of held on a pedestal for myself because I wasn't always the fittest kid growing up from like ages zero to um, 14. I was like super out of shape. There were definitely more chunky moments than not. But then I went to, to high school and I, I ended up running weirdly enough because I threw out my shoulder in baseball and that was my goal growing up. And so I had uh, and sorry, I'm actually really sniffly. I just didn't even realize that I um I heard my sniffles for the first time. So um, apologies. But I um so I ended up running in high school and I loved it and like lost all this a ton of weight and had like a chiseled crazy body and all the stuff that all you um, women out there are like, I love those 90s boys that look like that. And so I used to look like that. And so I love to run. And so I had made this big goal of like, I'm going to do this triathlon, you know, and more than a triathlon, I'm going to do this Ironman because like no one wants to do that. It's the most badass thing on earth to say like, yeah, I completed this Ironman. You know, I, I swam for two miles. You know, I uh, I ran a marathon and I biked for like 100 plus miles all in one swoop. It, you know, take me like 10 to 12 hours I'm badass you know move over uh Tyler Cameron look at me but now (laughs) I actually injured my foot in the process of training for that in 2019 and so it came to the point where I went and saw several doctors and they said look you know you're gonna have to have surgery we're gonna have to actually cut off your Achilles heel because you have something called Haglund's deformity which is a bone growth in your heel and that's what's causing you so much pain even when you just go play uh you know neighborhood basketball and so it was a very tough time for me because uh, the the process of recovering and wearing a boot was gonna be like two to three months it's on my driver's foot and I was like look I'm starting a business not only can I a not really afford it but B like I cannot afford to be in a wheelchair for you know two months at a time and not be able to drive and I can't afford to uber everywhere and blah 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 and so I really struggled with that in 2019 because like I said, I could I couldn't even go out and shoot. I can't even. I don't even know if I could like past tense. I can't present tense go out and even shoot hoops and basketball. And so I had always prided myself on on feeling attractive, on working out, on you know feeling wanted in that way. And now here I am, and I can't even really do that at all. You know, I've been able to find a workaround that was I stand on this foam and like I can do a few like basic lifts with kettlebells here and there, but like. I, God did not bless me with this amazing metabolism where I can eat wherever I want. So like, I really can't do any cardio at all, AKA like I can't burn, you know, calories the way I want to and look the way I want to. And so it's been a struggle for me 
um, you know, this year. And so that that really even fueled, you know, that rejection um, in this person that I, you know, was seeing for a few weeks. That I really wanted this to work out. And now I'm like, well, is it just because I'm not like, do I, I don't look great? Like, I know I don't look great. Like, hey, look at pictures from me three or four years ago. Like, I, I promise this isn't me. Like, and so that really hit me hard. That's hit me very hard this year of I can't look the way I want to. You know, I, I my clothes don't fit the way, you know, I want to. I don't feel confident um, in that way that I, I, even if I wanted to, like tomorrow, I can't go just start going to the gym. Like it's either I have to have surgery and at minimum, if, you know, I won the lotto, it's still three months from today before I could ever even start even that journey again to looking the way I want to. And so that really defeated me and it made me feel inadequate. The other area that if you do or don't know, um, this year I quit my job in June to start my own company. It was something I'm super passionate and excited about. It's a marketing agency. I love creating content for personal brands and real brands. Um, and I won't go too much into that. There'll be another episode on that, but it's called Nobody Loves Jetlag. But I was really excited about it, but I didn't foresee a lot of the personal challenges that go into um you know, the reality of when you start your own business, right? So what I'll tell you really briefly is that when you're about to start your own business and you tell your friends and your colleagues and everyone's so excited for you, they're going to give you so many business and they know a friend of a friend of a friend who's going to knock this out for you and, you know, they're going to send you so many referrals and new business and everything's going to be great. Well, the reality is is you take... If you add up everything that everybody's promised you that now once you're about to go start your own business and you're going to change the world, about 1% of that actually shows up in your inbox. And even about 1% of that 1% actually ends up being a lead. And so for me, it's been now, so I started in June, so July, August. So it's only been like three or four months. And so now the reality is set in that the 1% of the 1%, we're, we're through that point. And so I have no new business coming into my business. I have literally six dollars in my in my personal savings account um i'm getting underpaid on projects that people are like dude don't worry like we've got you you know you, you come do the project it's gonna be the most money ever made and it's like a fourth of what they said it was gonna be and it, it really made me starting to feel inadequate so not only am i personally feeling inadequate because uh someone of the opposite sex that i really deeply cared about and wanted to have a real relationship with directed me I sort of basically, now I can't even look the way I want to because of my personal injury. And now my own startup business that I'm so excited about that everybody's staring at you and be like, oh, it's so cool you own your own business. Like you get to do all these things. Like now that's starting to tank. And so now I get this idea of like, I want to create this podcast because it's something I'm passionate about. I love talking to people. I love learning from people. And I've always felt like God has put this calling on my life to be able to, you know, share because I think this is a calling that we've all share to, to share what he's done for us and to share where he's led us. And so I wanted to create a format that was exciting for me to be able to do that every once in a while. But then now that I'm feeling extremely inadequate in basically every area of my life, I'm trying to launch this podcast. I've got it. I've got all the episodes recorded. And literally the only thing between me launching it and not is literally sitting down and editing the episodes, which is like nothing compared to all the work I put in. But now all of a sudden I'm, I'm trying to do this podcast and in light of all these crappy things going on in my life 
And this little voice in my head is like, what are people going to think of you? You are nothing. Nothing's going right for you. No one's going to want to listen. And most importantly, it's going to create accountability for you by going out there and doing this whole entrepreneurship and, and God-focused podcast. And what are people going to think of you when they you know, see you listening to you know, bad music or they see you, you know, drinking at a bar? Like, what, what are people going to think of you? And so all these thoughts of inadequacy started to really honestly imprison me, tie me down, keep me locked. I felt trapped and I felt bound to this feeling of emptiness and inadequacy that literally physically left me bedbound for weeks on end. I mean, if we're being perfectly honest, I spent so much time laying in bed on my phone, doing nothing, staying up late, sleepless, sleeping until one, eating crappy food, feeling unwanted, feeling inadequate, feeling like I failed, feeling like the hole is bigger than I could ever climb myself out of. What happened? I should have stayed at my job. I should have never asked the girl out. I should have trained smarter. I shouldn't have ever done this podcast. Why are you doing this? This is stupid. Go back to the life you were living and everything will be okay. I felt like a failure. But what I have learned is that as we go through life, regardless of if we're 13 or 33, is that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we handle it and what we do out of that 10% that happens to us. And as a believer in Jesus, Romans 8.38 tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And despite the fact that I'm honestly, you know, sometimes it's hard to hear those 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 verses and sometimes those Christianese sayings of like, it all works out in the end and God's just got a plan and this is just part of the plan and, you know, nothing can separate you from God. And, and those are all true things. Not because I say it so or because the pastor says it so, but because it's in the Bible and God promises us that. But sometimes, you know, those are hard things for us to hear because we've told ourselves these lies for so long and we've let the negativity become so loud that all of a sudden we're just kind of like, Meh, like I'm just kind of fed up with these stupid little cliche sayings because the real reason that we are is because, you know, the Bible, all these sayings and these these biblical truths are things that we can't act upon in the sense that they're out of our control. They're things that God has done for us. And in these moments of feeling bedbound and ridden and depressed and super crappy, it's like, you know, what is something that I can do for myself? But if what we realize and we take a step back is that the reason that we got here in the first place is because we tried to put the team on our back and do too much for ourselves, rather than living and breathing and accepting in the truth that God has given us, we fail every single time when we try to do it by ourselves. And what I really had to remind myself that as a believer in Jesus, Romans 8, 39 tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so because of that, the moment we choose to proclaim Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the enemy can no longer take that from us. Like there is nothing, we cannot out Jesus's sacrifice on the cross for us. But what I can tell you is that because of that, the enemy knows that he can absolutely distract you and silence you by making you feel inadequate. And so for me, those were the feelings I was feeling. 
I'm not going to sit here and say I was better than and I was able to, you know, prevent the attacks from the enemy and I was able to not be depressed and everything was right in the world because it wasn't. I was bed bound for four freaking weeks because I allowed myself to forget the truth of that and I allowed myself to be vulnerable and be attacked by the enemy. And so I so believe that this feeling of inadequacy that ultimately leads to apathy, that then leads to depression and anxiety, is one of the most powerful weapons and schemes that the enemy can deploy against us today. And that's regardless of if you're a believer in Jesus or not, is that this feeling of inadequacy leads to some really dangerous feelings. And I know for a fact that so many of us today are struggling with these feelings, and that includes myself. So I wanted to take a moment to talk about why I really felt like I became living in this state of inadequacy. So looking back and reflecting on my heart, reflecting on my actions, and more than just saying, oh, well, you know, you felt inadequate and unwanted because you liked this girl and she ended up like not liking you. But what were the thoughts and kind of the mindset for me that I allowed myself to, to live and breathe every day that led me to the state of literally probably the most like depressed or feelings of crap about myself in my entire life. And I hope that these points will be helpful for you. There's five of them. I don't mean to be sounding like preachy, but when I sat down that there were just these five areas that when I really reflected back, again, beyond just the actions, but what were the mindset and the things that I really started to believe in my life that led me to this. And I hope that this can be helpful for you to either prevent these feelings of inadequacy or to hopefully get you to move out of them because you're there today. So the first biggest thing I would tell you that really led me to being um, bedbound and stricken by this feeling of inadequacy is I ran from negativity. And more than that was I tried to distract myself from thinking those negative thoughts and saying, mm, I'm feeling bad today or I'm feeling unwanted. Like, I can't think about that, though, because that's just not healthy or even the enemy of ourselves, because a lot of the time, you know, it's it's you versus you in the sense of it's your your human nature of, of, of feeling inadequate versus, you know, what God has promised you that you're created in his image. And so I'm like, I'm supposed to be living like a son and a daughter, but I'm really feeling like a piece of crap. And so for me, it's it's what I've really learned, and I, I hope you'll hear me out on this, and it's not just some cliche, tweetable saying I'm trying to say, but I ran from negativity, I tried to distract myself from thinking those thoughts, rather than turning up the volume of those thoughts and answering the enemy of my soul with a comma and not a period. So again, for me, I've really learned this and hear me out on this. Just give me a second and then you can go bounce out of the podcast. But this is truly, I feel like is so helpful for so many people because it was helpful for me. And I know if I was that depressed that this can be helpful for you. And so it's answering those feelings, emotions, and thoughts with a comma and not a period. So what does that look like? I'm feeling unwanted period. That's what you're telling yourself in those moments, in those breakups, in those disappointments, in getting fired, in um, your spouse did something bad against your honor. I'm feeling unwanted. That's where the enemy wants you to stop with those feelings. I'm feeling unwanted, period. But what I believe that God has for us in store today is not the period, but the comma. Jesus is the comma. I'm feeling unwanted, comma, 
but Jesus wanted me so much that he was willing to die for me because he wanted me. I'm scared, comma, but he has overcome anything and everything that will face me today. There is nothing that can separate me from God. No matter what is standing on the other side of this wall that's making me feeling scared and anxious, Jesus is Lord. My business isn't progressing, but I am not defined by the successes of my business. I'm not defined by the P&L and the cash flow of my business in eternity. That is nothing that is going to matter. God is not going to look at me in the eyes when I get to heaven and say, did you make a million dollars? What is your net worth? If it's not a million dollars, get out. Go back to earth. Keep working. You're not good enough. You are outcast. I'm getting close to 30 and I'm still single, but God has a plan for my life. He made someone for me. I haven't found that person. I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to trust him. I still know that he works all things together for my good, and no matter what I'm going through and no matter what the feelings of, of anxiousness and loneliness and feeling unwanted because no other woman wants me, I'm still going to trust him because he is enough, and no matter what, if I never meet someone for the rest of my life, I will still die a happy man because Jesus is Lord. He died for my sins, and even though I don't feel loved and I don't feel wanted, he loves me so much that he was willing to go on the cross, die for my sins, take the pain and all the transgressions of all the stupid stuff I was going to do and knowing all the things I was going to say and how far I was going to run away from him and all the stupid sin I was going to do and still said, I love you so much. I don't care. I want you to spend eternity with me if you will trust me and you will accept me as your Lord and Savior. So I may be 30 and I may be 40 and I may be 50 and I may be 22 and I may be going through the roughest breakup and they told me they don't love me anymore and he cheated on me and she cheated on me and now we're having an affair and he may be doing this but you know what he loves me so much and despite of that i'm gonna love him more and god wants us to know that he has a plan for your life and he is so much bigger than a significant other god's love for our life god's love for you is so much bigger than a man or a woman hugging you in bed every morning and every night God's love is so much bigger than what we can imagine because it's not on a scale of zero to 100 years or zero to 74 and a half years, which is the average age of Americans today, their lifespan, life expectancy. God's love is eternal for us. He died for us. He came down to us so that we wouldn't have to feel inadequate because he knew we were going to feel inadequate when we look at what we've done compared to what he's done for us. But he said, son and daughter, that's not what I want you to see. This isn't a comparison game. This isn't a video game where you need a high score to get into heaven. I love you just the way you are. I made you just the way you are. And I love you more than anybody on this earth. And you may feel unloved and unwanted, and they may say they don't love you, but I love you. And you may feel like your heart is broken every single time you put yourself out there. But let me tell you today that you can put your love in Jesus. And no matter what happens, he is going to love you just the same. He is going to love you more than you could ever want. So point number two of what really led to me in these feelings of inadequacy and being unwanted is this idea that my perspective shifted from a sole focus on making Jesus my king to honoring God. And that may sound like, wait, what? 
Like, isn't that a good thing? But, but hear me out again. My perspective shifted from a sole focus on making Jesus my king to simply honoring God. And as a part of that, what I allowed to happen was during those moments of, Jesus, you're my king, you're my provider, you're everything that I need, you are the king of this world, to simply just, I'm going to do the right thing, God, you know, I'm going to honor you. But when we shift from saying Jesus is my king to simply honoring God, we allow these these vulnerabilities of these voids that we're starting to feel become top of mind for us. And so now these voids in my feelings of like, I'm becoming emotional, I'm feeling lonely, I'm needing this affirmation in women, I'm needing this affirmation in my peer group of, of feeling popular, I need to feel affirmation in my business by getting new business. You know, I start to look in the mirror myself and I'm like, uh, I'm not really looking the way I want to. These voids start to create holes in us when we start to shift our perspective from Jesus is my king and giving me everything I need to simply like, we just need to go to church on Sunday. We need to tithe. Maybe we listen to a podcast, but we start to see God as, as simply a God, but he's not just a God. He's the God and he is the king. And so I, these voids started to create holes in me, in my heart, in my spirituality, they started going from simply thoughts to questions of I'm laying in bed and all of a sudden like, how am I going to fix this? What am I going to do? And so that really led to this massive feeling of inadequacy. And so these thoughts started to creep in and they simply just went from negative thoughts. Now they're questions and now they're sleepless nights and now they're starting to actually manifest in my actions and my feelings about myself. So the last point or really kind of um, thought that I wanted to share with why am I starting to feel or how did I rather start to feel inadequate was by not changing my surroundings. And so what I really realized when I went back and reflected on it was that really we have to get out, we have to get away, we have to escape, we have to break the habits when we're starting to feel inadequate or we're starting to feel a little bit off. Because when we do begin to feel a little anxious, we begin to feel depressed, inadequate, unwanted. We let the walls start to close in on us. We stop talking to people less because we're not feeling confident. We're not feeling like ourselves. We start to kind of, you know, dip down back into the hole. We start to hide a little bit and we begin to form negative and unhealthy habits that usually start as just one day things, but ultimately lead to month long occurrences that can entrap us for truthfully the rest of our life. You know, practically, I think about this for me, and the best example I can share with you to get you to think about this is that whenever I'm trying to eat good, at my old job, we used to have this candy jar. And so whenever we would come back from lunch, we would always have to all walk down this hall to get back to our offices. And it was just, you know, these little fun candies, and really it was meant for whenever we had guests in the office of just a little pick-me-up, a little sugar here, a little sugar there, just something fun to have a little conversation around the candy jar. But what would happen was when I would start to diet and I would eat really, really well, and I would cut sugar and flour and all these things out of my diet, was that eventually I was like, you know what? Like I, I deserve a candy. Like I can, I can have a candy. Like I burned off 10,000 calories this morning running. I, you know, did a bajillion burpees and you know, I can have a Hershey's kiss. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's, it's like 75 calories, like, uh, you know, five grams of sugar, yada, yada, yada. But what would happen was, or at least for me, and I don't know if you're like this, but for me, what happens is, is that when I have that one Hershey's, it leads to about 10 more. And so I think that this is really the same way 
that what happened to me with my surroundings is that when I begin to feel crappy of, you know, let's just, let's just stay in bed. Let's just, you can sleep for a few more hours. It's not going to hurt you. It's just another two hours. In fact, just, just shut your eyes. And if you go to sleep for a little bit, you go to sleep. And if you don't, you get up. And then all of a sudden you're setting this habit. I'm just I'm just gonna stay up a few more hours, you know. Maybe watch watch a few more shows. Maybe another season of this, a season of that. Maybe play the game. Maybe stay up on Instagram. Maybe maybe go into that YouTube hole one more time. It's just one time. But what I didn't realize that as those feelings of inadequacy and depression and anxiety became more and more apparent, so did the habits. That on the first day I gave in to the one Hershey became one Hershey every single day. Because I found comfort in routine. And when everything was falling apart in my life and things were going crappy and I felt unwanted, there was this sense of normalcy, this sense of I'm controlling this because I know the outcome, what happens. I find protection in knowing the outcome, even though this is a bad, unhealthy thing. So change your surroundings. So what next, right? So we're like 30-ish minutes into this podcast, and what what happens next? Wrap it up for a bow with me, make me feel good, and send me out. Well, look, here's the thing. I wish I could say I met the woman of my dreams. I wish I could say my business has a million dollars in the bank account. And I wish I could say I have a better body than Tyler Cameron now and everything's healed and I did all the things I wanted to do. But it's just not true. In fact, none of that actually happened. But this is the point of my entire podcast. Is that it's about being true, being authentic, I'm not here to exaggerate my successes and dilute my struggles to elevate my personal brand and get a million followers and change the way you think about me and hope that maybe one of you DMs me and then we end up liking each other. But it's about having these honest conversations with myself and with the people that I interview so that it would begin to challenge the way you think about your daily decisions in front of you. That's it. Like, that's the whole point of this, this episode, every episode after that. It's not for me to be cool. It's not for me to get new business. But it's for a way to hopefully move you out of this zero-day mentality of getting nothing done towards your goal. But it's about being truthful and honest that truthfully anything more than a zero is still a success because I think we live in this world where it's like we're either not depressed or we are and we're either good or we're bad and we we deal in such absolutes and black and white things are either this or they're that we're either winning or we're losing but just like a football game there's halftime there's the end of the quarter there's a change of possession things don't go the way we want to initially but then we overcome the team comes from behind and when the fourth quarter comes and the time says 0-0 and as long as you have more points than your you know enemy or your opponent then you win and i feel like so many of us treat our life like we are in the fourth quarter with 1 minute left and we are down 3 scores in the football game and how is it ever going to happen there's 1 minute how are we going to score 21 points in in one minute. It's not going to happen. We don't have the timeouts for that. Life is hitting us so hard. It's not going to happen. 
But the reality is, is that we're barely even in the first quarter for many of us. I don't, I don't know how old you are. I can't look through the mic and see who's actually listening to this. But for me, I'm almost, I'm 28 years old next month. I'm not, I'm not even halfway through the first quarter. And if you are literally in the teens or 20s or even 30s, you're like 30, you're not even in the second quarter of your life. And so it's time for us to take a step back. And it's time for us to stop allowing zero days to be a part of our life and, and accepting that, you know what, I'm just, I feel like I don't have it today. So I'm going to go to Taco Bell. I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to get the drink that I want. It's just, I'm going to think what I want. I'm going to text the person I want. And I'm just going to have just a me day. And I'm just going to run away from all this crap. Because I think if you listen to me, today and my willingness to share these past four weeks of my life, you will see that one simple little thing, one simple little like let's have a Hershey's led to all these things being a tidal wave to where when I looked up, it was four o'clock in the afternoon. I hadn't showered. I hadn't got out of bed yet. And nothing has been done towards me living the life that I know God has called me to live and the life that ultimately I want to live. And so that is the point today that I hope when you leave this episode is that you would feel empowered to say, you know what? I'm not okay, and that's okay. But Jesus, he is okay. He is the answer. Running to him, trusting to him, treating him as my king, changing my surroundings, and turning up the volume to the negative thoughts and feelings I'm having about myself and my life, and by not letting the devil put a period where God meant to put a comma, is what I hope you take away from this today. And so I want to close with just two Bible verses, and um, you know we'll send you out wherever you're going to go. So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. John 16, says, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So reach out to me. I would love to encourage you. I hope that this episode has helped you in any way that you would share it with those around you, not for my own clout or followers or benefit, but so that together we can help start the conversation that's saying out loud, I am not okay, and that's in fact okay to be not okay. Shoot me a DM. Uh, leave me a comment. Let's talk about it. I would love to hear from you on Instagram at Eric Michael Savage. I look forward to hearing from you and appreciate you spending time with me today and lending me your ears for these 40 or so minutes. I hope you have a blessed day. I'm praying for you.